Well, hello again, everyone. It is a Monday instead of a Tuesday, and welcome to Radio MV, episode number 175 of the Sports Podcast. Anthony and Tim with you as, well, I don't even know where this began. We had high hopes coming into the weekend. We were surmising basically positive most of the week, mm-hmm. thinking that the Penguins, well, it's a tough hill to climb. Yeah, we all knew South Dakota State was the clear-cut number one team in the country. Nobody here said, oh, we're going to roll these guys. But I for sure, and I don't think you expected that because yeah, that was, that was my was, worst fear. There was blowouts, and then there was Saturday. Yeah. And sorry, you got outclassed. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, 34 nothing. Let's just call yep. it what it was. You know, last week we were talking. I uh, I said, well, it all depends on the performance they had. Mm-hmm. I said, my worst fear is they get blown out. Yep. And my worst fear, I never thought they'd get shut out. I didn't think they'd get shut out. I thought they would score. Yeah. And they had opportunities, but not much. Um. Yeah, this this puts. I you know it's hard to it's hard to put it all into perspective. Yeah, it really is. And perspective has been a word I've been using a lot in the last twenty four hours because when I look at this program, you can make a case mm-hmm. that from the moment that. Phillips came in and the changes that he made, the players that he lost when because you have a coaching mm-hmm. change, and to where they're at today, mm-hmm. that there's been improvement. You can make that case, and I, I won't disagree that there's been improvement. The question I have, and the question I think most fans should be asking is, how high is the ceiling with this program or how low is the ceiling with this program and I think we can basically say stuck in mediocrity is where they're at they're a very medium team yeah. um, program they're you know on a great season a great season eight in the and la- they, yeah eight and three maybe third place in the, in the conference yes yeah. Um, on a perfect season, they probably tie someone for first place. And it's only happened twice since uh, right. we joined the conference right. in 97. And, uh, yeah, they're just mediocre. I mean, they're, just, this, they're not going anywhere. This program is stuck in me in, right in the middle with no no vision of where to go. That's the same thing somebody else said to me today. For the most part, since 2001, when Trestle left, so Haycock's first season, 2001, to now, outside of two years, yeah. it's been a directionalist program. Yes. There's no, there's no clear it's cut. It's the basketball program on the football field. Yes. Yes. And he, uh, and look, you can argue, and I'm not going to sit here and say that there has been improvements made because 
there has been improvements made in this program. I think the quarterback situation has gotten better. Yeah. The running back situation has stayed the same. We got Roy Bluffs and McLaughlin. I mean, we're not, you know, we're not going to sit here One and say. One of the best backs that um, you've ever seen play for Youngstown State. I'll argue that the stats don't show it because I don't think our coaches have a clue what they're doing. But when you have a Division two and three budget, this is what you get. Yeah, you are I who think you are. I agree with Marcus you. Marcus Hooker is really good. Oh, there's no question there. Um, there's no question there. I think the receivers are now in a better spot. I think Oliver and Tom Zach are really good football players. Yes. Um, but besides that, because let's face it, the offensive line has slowly gotten better. The defensive line sucks. Yeah. Period. It's small. It's overmatched. It's slow. Uh, the linebackers are not good. Those have torpedoed since uh, Polanyi. And even Wolford here. I, I argue Wolford had better linebackers than we do now. And then that may be true. I'm not going to sit you know, here and compare. But, but, yeah, I know what you're in saying. In the most part, this team, as it is constructed, or this program right now as it is constructed under Doug Phillips, they've, they have matched their ceiling. They are 7-4 and four at best. They are at best tied for third or fourth in the conference. And they're going to be – Holding their dear breath yeah, on selection. I would say they are. You can put them on most given years, and they're mm-hmm. gonna. Ha- they've had their tough years. Yeah. Oh yes. And mm-hmm. I don't want to take that away from the program. Meaning, the tough years, like you know, when they barely won two or three games, and mm-hmm. you know, every program has down years. I'm not, you know, going to sit here and say that should never happen. It it does. Turnover causes that. It happens, especially. In the one to blame. Yeah, and and turnover happens, Mm -hmm. okay, meaning coaching staffs and players. Uh, And graduation and lack Mm -hmm. of recruiting at the same level year in and year out, okay. Uh, But what what YSU football program is, instead of being a perennial top 10 team that they were back in the glory days of Mm -hmm. Jim Trussell, Today, I think you can say they are 25 to 75 on any given year on ranking. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. they are just outside yeah. the playoffs mm-hmm. and probably realistically 35 to 40 on most given years on at a level yes. of, of competition. If I'll you say- rank the top 40 programs mm-hmm. in the subdivision, in the, uh, in the championship division, I would say they rank probably if if you average the years together, and I know they got some bad years in there, so it's going to make it look a little worse than mm-hmm. what it is. But I would give them a range between thirty-five and fifty every year. Yeah, and I'll say this too, and I've said it for years now. I don't think when Doug Phillips was hired. He was hired with the idea in mind of we're going to be a consistent playoff team. We're going to be a national championship contender because I think what they wanted to do, get the off-field stuff cleaned up. You had some violations there with Pelini and his staff. 
The off-field stuff that. is cleaned up. You're going to have that. And, and, and they're just problem. mediocre right now. As long as that money's coming in, and it's coming in right now via playing the Ohio States and the Michigan States and Kentuckys and all that, that's coming in. The boosters are giving money. Mark D'Antonio and Jim Trestles gave over $3 million last year. Yeah, I'm not shocked. It's coming in. The money's coming in. So you know what? As you've always said, in Youngstown, what do you do? Follow the money. Follow the money. And right now, the money's coming in. They don't care. Honest to God, yeah, they're going to say, ah, well, yeah, we're a bum. We missed the playoffs. But deep down, 7-4, and off the field, it's fine. Right. Your economic engine for this school's athletic department is the football program. It is the economic It's 100% engine. the driving engine. Yes. Now, you have other opportunities to have influences on that economic system in the basketball mm-hmm. program. And it's getting there. I'm not saying it's there. But we've seen last year, in mm-hmm. the last two years, what a competitive basketball program yeah. can do. And excitement for fans. Yep. And really pack Big League Center. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's exciting. And we've seen that over the years. And it should be a goal to have a competitive basketball program most years. Um, but getting back to the football program and the university desire. Yeah, you get what you pay for. I'll and, say- I, and I mean by this, when you really look at mm-hmm. the history of Youngstown State football program. And I'm saying go all yep. the way back to Dyke B. Yep. Okay, Dyke Beatty was homegrown and yep. was here for a hundred years. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, the next coach was his first year, I believe. He was a first-time mm-hmm. head coach, mm-hmm. uh, and then came Narduzzi. Narduzzi was a first-time head coach, and he grew a program. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, in the end, he kind of wavered to mediocrity, yep. and they made the change. Went with a young man named Jim Trestle, yep. out of Ohio State. Who had pedigree? Yep. The pedigree was what? The pedigree was his father, Lee, who who had an amazing career as a head coach. A Hall of Fame career Mm -hmm. on his own. Yep. And his brother actually had a hell of a career, too, in Jim Trestle's brother, who worked with him down at Mm -hmm. Ohio State for a while. Um, So you had a a huge football family, Mm -hmm. kind of a, a juggernaut. Uh, be part of the program here at Youngstown. And, and you got that. He was able to take a program. And the economics was a little different. The, the, 100%. The population was bigger. There's, mm-hmm. a lot of if, there's a lot of good timing going on there. I want to get to that and later, had, too. And, yeah. and that had something to do with it. But... When you look at this program, other than when Pelini was head coach, there's never been a head coach coming in here with experience. No. Mm-mm. I'm not surprised the only one who left here with a winning record and at least took the team to a playoff was Pelini since Jim Trotter. I have those stats right here. Yeah, let's talk. Let's go yeah, ahead. because to me – what has transpired the last honestly I'll say this year is a failure. Yeah. Plain put, this year is a failure. And don't tell me, oh well, 
winning on the road's really tough. <laughs> well, you know what? Sooner or later, you got to do it. Yeah. You know, it sooner or later, is... you got to put your big boy pants on and do it. What, you know, what have I said the formula for winning in this conference is? Win every game at home and go 500 on the road. Exactly. Now, that did not happen this year. Nope. And it hasn't happened yet. Yep. And that's the key. You and, have to put yourself in position. You're being fluffed up by playing the Valpos and Robert Morris's. Last year, you puckered away North Dakota, had a chance to win that game. Okay, you beat Southern Illinois this year. Southern Illinois is probably not as good as everybody thought. You know, they fall. Well, you're going to run into those years. But, but that's just football in general. But when you've had the South Dakota States and North Dakota States at home, you're not competitive. No. That game was over. Stats. So, 23, it's been 22 years since Russell left. Okay. Okay, so 2001 generation. and 2023, yes. It's been a generation. Yeah. Okay. We've had two gateway slash Missouri Valley Football Conference championships. We split them both. Yes. 05, we got left out of the playoffs. 06, we made it. Yeah. We've had two freaking playoff appearances. In 22 years. Yeah, two. Yeah. Two. And that's a 06 semifinal loss to Appalachian State and the 2016 title game loss to James Madison. Both games you weren't competitive in, by the way. Okay? Haycock was 60-44. and 44. He was 34-30 and 30 in conference play. Wolford was 31-26, and 18-22 and 22 in conference play. He couldn't win in November to save his life. No, he couldn't. That was his, his downfall. Thirty, Pliny was thirty-three and twenty-eight, eighteen and twenty-two in conference. His last two years, he started to slip. Yes, that's when the recruiting started to slip. Phillips is seventeen and twenty-one. That includes a one-win season and a three-win season. He's twelve and eighteen in conference as of now. So that's a record out of 260 games. You're 141 and 119. <laughs> you know what you are in conference play? Uh, let me just guess. Out of 174 games. 174 games. How many wins I'm, do you think I'm they just have? gonna let's just say let's put it this way. I'm gonna say there are at least 15 games under 500. You're close. 82 and 92. Okay, 10. And what have we said? No matter what sport, how do you get in the playoffs? Oh, you got to win home games. You got to win road games. And you got to win in conference. Yeah. Oh, you got to win your conference. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was talking about. Yeah. And to, look, you have to win your home games. They're never going to win the Missouri Valley in this conference because the Dakotas are way too good. Yeah. But there is no reason that you can't be better than two playoff parents in 22 years. There's absolutely no reason for that. There is no reason. Um, that's quite frankly unacceptable. And part of it is the lack of of direction for the program and from you know, the university. This is a failure on the athletic department as a whole because yeah. there are too many guys. And, and you know what? I might first of all, I'm going to say this: there are a lot of good people in the athletic department. Yes. A lot of really talented people. I'm not going to okay? disagree with you, but there are some. That absolutely stink making decisions. That absolutely stink making decisions. Yeah. Look, I'm not saying that we need to be where we were on a Jim Trestle. That's never going to happen again. Probably That was not. a run that was so spectacular that we just 
fell right into it, and that was... Well, here's the thing, and I'm not disagreeing with anything you just said here. Matter of fact, I think you laid it out honestly. Mm-hmm. We go from the last Jim Trestle era, mm-hmm. which had... Oh, God, I had the name and I lost it. Uh, quarterback from uh, Boardman. Jeff uh, Ryan. Jeff Ryan, thank you. And you go all the way back to the very beginning of Jim Trestle. He never not had a quarterback. And he always had two, probably. Oh, yeah. Oh, he had multiple quarterbacks, yes. Yep. But he always had. He always had, had a quarterback. Always had a quarterback. And they were different fat. And different they were different styles. skill sets. Yes, Every, different skill sets. Yep. Absolutely. But he always had a quarterback. Uh, during the Haycock era, he had Zets from Borbin. He had Zets. I thought Brandon Summers was a nice quarterback. Yeah, but he didn't I have mean, Zets to me him. was the standout. Yeah, one. he was. He was. Um, and then since then, you've gone through. Kurt Hess was really good under Wolford. Kurt has had four fantastic years. Yep. Now, they couldn't outscore their opponents, according no, to uh, Wolford. Yeah. We didn't score enough. Eric Wolford was not concerned about playing defense one bit. <laughs> they literally lost 45, 40, 44 every week. Yeah. Uh, it's just and way. he knew that, and he accepted it. Yeah. Here's the problem, is you have to have quarterbacks. I don't care who you are. You have to have a quarterback to lead your team. In 2006, 2016, we found out how good depth yeah. we had. Yeah, we got we lucky three, with three that. of them. Yeah. And it's amazing what happened, and they were able, each and every one of them, contribute. Yeah. And it was a lot like Ohio State that year. They won the Super Bowl, Mm -hmm. or excuse me, the national title with three quarterbacks. These things happen. It is strange. It's weird. It is, you know, you, you can't necessarily, you know, predict it. But one thing you can't predict is the level of quarterback play that you've had over the last 25 years. And you could pick out a handful that live to the level that we're talking about. And that's the problem. That's the number one problem. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, you have to be able to recruit quarterbacks and you have to find the talent and bring them in and develop them to another level as they are here. They've had quarterbacks here that laughed that ended up going having successful mm-hmm. years elsewhere. So I have, you know, football today, the way it's designed, everyone plays the same damn offense. Yeah. It's a spread offense. You're in shotgun 99% yep. of the time. You're not asking quarterback to learn the three-step drop back, mm-hmm. the five-step nope. drop back. You're not asking him to take it in shotgun. You're not you know, asking him to make his own calls at the line of scrimmage or change calls. Very seldom you get any of that in today's football. Across the board, your best football programs you do mm-hmm. because they have the talent level and they trust them and they, they develop them to, the, to that level. When you look at Youngstown State, it begins and ends with what they do at the quarterback position. Each and every coach. When they have a quarterback, they're successful. When they don't, they are awful. And when they have a good quarterback, not a great quarterback, a good quarterback, they're competitive. Yeah. And that's the that's where they've been for the most part. They've been, at best, competitive. They've been right there. Mitch Davidson has had a nice year. Mitch Davidson is a, is a great story. 
Yeah, it is. A fantastic story. Here was a preferred walk-on walk on, yep. who went five years at Youngstown State mm-hmm. and became a starter the last two seasons yep. and, and legitimately led this team to winning records. Yeah. No, I'm not denying. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not blaming him at all no, for any of this. But my point is, how can I say this? When you and this is this is sounds like a shot at him, and it's not. No, mm-mm. it's a shot at the program. When your quarterback is a preferred walk-on, yes, yes, that's the problem. Yes, and if he is having this success now, you couldn't evaluate this his first two years here. Again, well, you're going. To I'm get not biases. saying his freshman year. No, 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 I'm just saying in general, you're going to get biases. Now he may have improved. Absolutely, you know, absolutely. You know, he might not have been ready his his sophomore and junior year. You know, his yeah. you know legitimate, you know, redshirted mm-hmm. freshman yeah. sophomore year. He may not have been truly ready to play at this level, and it took him a while to get this. And you know, they gotta make decisions on players better. They have to they have to use the utilities that are available to them. And get players in, and you're going to have to coach them now. I, I'm first to admit. What did I kept saying all year? I said if they don't win eight games, you got to punt them right through the upgrades. You had the easiest schedule you faced in quite a while. You know, in the end, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. In the end, you're still playing a Missouri Valley yes. football conference schedule. That's your schedule. Now, you could say you got to avoid some of the bigger Dakota schools and all that, mm-hmm. and I'm not disagreeing with that. But in the end, you have a schedule that is the Missouri Valley football schedule. So it's not easy, and you have to find a way to win. And you can't continually, and this is a program problem for the last 25 years, is you can't continually go into certain schools and lose every time. And most of the time, not be competitive in those games. Yep. Or have those teams come in here. Now, South Dakota State, don't get me wrong, 23-game winning streak, you know, defending national title, you know, champions. Let's let's be legitimate and, and give them credit where credit is due at the type of program that they are. However... You should never get embarrassed like that. I don't want to take house. anything away from that team because that team, barring an epic collapse, is probably going to win the national championship again. They should. They are really good. They are really well coached. It's a first-year coach taking over Stiegel Meyer. They're a really good team. They're an experienced team. That's a good football team who deserves to have won 24 in a row. We'll probably win 25 in a row this week. I'm not taking anything away from them. Right. But sooner or later, sooner or later, you've got to stop this – excuse bullshit, and just be competitive. I'm not asking you to win 37 to nothing against these guys, right. but be competitive. Yeah. And after the first quarter Saturday, he reverted back to the old Doug Phillips of, let's just try to lose respectable. That's all he wanted to do. Yeah. That's all he wanted to do. That's it. It is and frustrating to watch. We don't have the talent in that locker room. Yeah. To be a playoff team, we don't. No, we don't. Or they would be. But those players were failed by their coaches on Saturday. They were absolutely failed again. 
Well, again. You are down 3 nothing. Okay, first of all, what's happened to this run game is, I, I don't know, the coaches have just, the play calling has sucked. This but, is what you run into when we were talking about earlier about direction mm-hmm. of the program. You have a first year, I mean, first time head coach in, in Doug Phillips. Mm-hmm. You know he's gone through a few coaches, and you're going to do that at this level. However, you have to find ways to make it work, ways to get the most out of your players. Mm-hmm. Ways to make your team competitive. And it it comes down to this. I, I don't know how else to say it. Is I don't know if you can win in this conference without experienced head coaching. You can't. You can't. And there are coaches out there with experience that would be interested in this job. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm 100% wrong. I'll say this. I, and, and it frustrates me. And I'm sorry to interrupt No, you're you. fine. It frustrates me since Trestle's left that every coach has had a connection to Youngstown. That is what I wanted to get to also. And I'm the first to admit I'm thrilled that when Pelini landed into our laps. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah. It was five, six years, and it was, you know, ups and downs, and that's Pelini. Yeah. And, and Nebraska, same thing, ups and downs, highs and lows. I mean, that's just the way, you know, unfortunately his coaching career is gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not here taking a shot at him. I'm just being honest. You look at his career, there are – it is very it wavy. mixed bag, yeah. Yeah, it's very wavy. Mixed bags being kind. Uh, however – you know, he's hard-nosed. He's uh, in your face. Yeah. He's old school. And uh, he won. He's the, the anti-Doug Phillips. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you go back and forth. This I hate saying this. This is what happens. Yep. Um, you know, Haycock comes from a great football yeah. family. Yeah. His brother was a head coach. He was a head coach. His father was a head coach at the high school level. Yep. A legendary coach. So, you know. And I don't want to take anything from what, you know, Haycock did the best he could. And he did a hell of a job. And you're following a legend in Jim Trestle. And, you know, everything comes to an end. Everybody has a shelf life on their, in their careers at certain places. Yeah. Uh, But he's had a nice career after that, too. Yeah. Well, and then you do. I mean, he's never got back into head coaching. And I don't think he wants to. And that's, you know, we'll see. You know, he's had a look, I think, you know. It's tough to figure it out what Youngstown can be going forward. I don't know, Tim. If, if they can be more than what they are. I don't know, Tim, if you're going to get – let me talk about this after I get back from – that game was just – I mean, class. quite frankly, it was disgusting. Yeah. You're, you're down 3 nothing. Yeah. And you battled in the first quarter, you and your defense bended and they bended, but they made plays when they needed to. Do. You got to know in the back of your mind that team across the field from me is going to score at least three touchdowns on me. Oh yeah, I'm sure they're they that are. good. Oh yeah, 
How do you win football games, Tim? Eric Wolfer taught us. Six is greater than three. Yes. We got the ball at midfield. Yeah. On Look, we got to actually get on third and one. We absolutely do. But you know what? You got to go on fourth. South one. Dakota State actually good at two. Fourth and one. And he tries to draw them off sides. You're not drawing a team that has 34 seniors off sides, you idiot. You know, then, every coach does this. Every coach does this, Anthony, and I don't get it. And I'm not saying this happened. I can't quite remember exactly the scenario. You were there, so you wouldn't remember. But 99% of the time, it blows my mind away. And this goes across mm-hmm. the board. Is you're, after the third one fails, you end up mauling around, and you call a timeout. Yep. And then you send your team over, and you bark out all the way out to the one second, and either use yep. another timeout, uh-huh. or you take the five-yard penalty. And that's what we did. And every coach does this. What a waste of timeout. Exactly. Wasted timeout. Here's the thing. And this goes across the board. And Kevin Stefanski is so right up in that same Mm -hmm. playbook for the Browns. Stop using your timeout there. Have already in your mind. Yeah, you should know. Yeah. If I don't make it on third and one, this This is what I'm going to run. Or I'm going to punt the ball away. There are times where you need to take a timeout. Absolutely. And discuss it and then make a decision. But make a solid decision. And I understand five yards in certain positions. Absolutely. It does not matter. Absolutely. So go ahead and take a shot at it. I get it. But to me, when honestly, yeah, I hate to say this, you had nothing to lose because you weren't supposed to win the game. You know what's so is it crazier? Is it just, is Tim, it's, he was more aggressive at Ohio State. Well, yeah, I, I was going to say, what's even more crazy in my eyes is how often the team you root for runs this type of play and it, they don't get draw the people off sides. Yep. However, when you're on defense, you jump. Oh, my God, how many times have we done it this year? That's what I'm saying. It yeah. amazes me well, that you practice this all season long. Yeah. And then your team is always uh, jumping. Always yep. jumping. Well, it what, never fails. It blows my mind away. What infuriates me is, okay. You want to punt the ball. We had four more penalties after that. I know. Four. Tim, this is game 10. Yeah, you went, I mean, you kept going backwards. You went backwards 20 yards. I know. And that's the thing. Look, you got, and I'm not saying take Mitch Davis out of the game because I would have ran it right up Aiden Parker's ass. If you can't get a quarterback sneak for a yard, or shame less on than you. a yard. Shame on you. Get the hell out of the game. Let's end the game now. Well, first of all, in college football, you could do the, you can push them. Exactly. So in high school, you can't. I would even been football, o- you can't. I would have even been okay if they lined up five wide empty set and threw it deep. Fine. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Have some balls. Have some guts. Yeah. So okay, we punt it. They come down and score. Then we're driving and we throw a pick. And look, the officials were awful. And they always are. And that conference has had terrible officials for years. Yes. And, and they I'm not, always get and sent I'm to not trying to be mean when I say this. The female officials are god awful. And I'm not and I'm not trying to be mean and I'm not trying to be sexist here because look, 
Good for them. Congratulations. But that blonde referee, the field judge, she was deplorable. She was so bad, I don't know how she's employed. How do you uh, tell me? You know me, why? I hate saying this. You know why people like that get employed? And it doesn't matter the sex here when I say this. Yeah. Do you know why you have such terrible Because nobody else wants to do it. Nobody would want that job today because of the disrespect they get. Yeah. And look, I look. It's at the I give her credit. It's at all levels of of, of yes. sports, okay? Uh, uh, officiating in every sport, you have your elite, and then you have everybody else, and that's really where we're at. And as you go down the the pyramid mm-hmm. in college football, you know the power fives are going to have the best officials they can. The mid majors are next. Mm-hmm. Then it keeps watering down. You're not going to find great officials at the Youngstown State, the one double A, you know, championship level. Yeah, or you're going to get three, division yes. two, division three. You're just not going to get it. And it's because they're not. You know, it's just it's a filtering system. Here's I my saying thing, that. And what one thing is really true is there's just not enough of them. Who? So now you fill them in with the best you can. And you get this in baseball at the major league level. You look at major league baseball, just to use officiating what you're talking about and, and mm-hmm. drive a point home. There are maybe five quality, super quality yes. mm-hmm. ball strike umpires yes. in baseball. And that's it. And everybody else is you have your superior, then you have your really good. And then it drops down to, oh my God, you're terrible. Yeah, yeah. And that is you go from your top to Andrew Hernandez's. Yes. Right. Yeah. And unfortunately, this way. And quite honest with you, I understand the need for replay. I do. Oh, it's ruined college football. But it's no, it's ruined lower college football. Yes, hundred percent. Because they don't have the ability to do it. No. They don't have enough cameras. Nope. They don't have a good view. Nope. And they can't get it right. Well, here's the thing that really pisses me off is, okay, we're down 17 nothing, Still fighting, we throw a touchdown pass. Yes, I remember that. Yes. Throw a touchdown pass. Yeah. Look, that I am the- perfectly okay if the referee says, hold on a minute, that play is blown dead because the play before is being reviewed for targeting. Right. First of all, you couldn't even hear the guy. He didn't say that. Well, so yeah. we're all waiting around thinking, what the hell's going on? You know, I was listening to the game. He didn't even blow the play dead. Yeah. He's the only one with the mic, correct? Yeah. He's he didn't the only know how one. to work it. He didn't know how to work it. He's the only one that has the headset with the booth up top, yeah, right? Yeah. So how is the field judge blowing it dead? The So, okay, fine. It's tough live. It's a, it's a hugely bang, bang. bad break. When you watch the video, the field shot, and you see the ball in the air. Oliver's running under it, and then she goes, "That's bull crap." Okay, fine, bad call. You move on. Yeah. I mean, and then Doug Phillips just stands there and goes, "Well, he's out of his control." Show some emotion. You know, I hate saying it. I understand what you're saying. I'm not saying to go all Bo Pelini well, no, 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 and no. get flagged. You're but legitimate. your team was playing tight. You got to go nuts to lose. I'm not defending Doug Phillips here, by the way. Unfortunately, stuff like that's out of his control. No, it is out of every coach's control, and it was a bad break. I mean, that was a touchdown taken off the board, 
and you would have been at 17-7. And, hey, and you don't know. It could have given you momentum. The play to get to 10 nothing on third down was a push-off. Yeah. They didn't call it. You home to a field goal there. Look, you weren't going to win the game. But what really infuriated me is his bull crap that he spewed after the game. Like, we're some idiots. Is he says, well, on fourth and one, you got to really believe you're going to get that. If you can't tell me that this offensive line, that it's bigger, it's been in the weight room all year, it's the best we've had with the playoffs on the line, you can't tell me that you can't quarterback sneak or you can't bring in Brungard and do something or you can't run King or Rushton. And then he says, I have no comment. Then he says, we got to save our defense. The same defense that was just out there before and got a touchdown given up. You know, and then the same yeah. defense that's given up 35 points a game in conference play. Yeah, I know. What What are you saving, you idiot? You're not saving the damn thing. No. Uh, uh, here's, the, here's the truth of the matter. There are times in life where you have to just go for it. You have to man up. Yeah. And you were just going to yes. say – we're going to blow them off the line yes. and get this. Man right. on man, let's go. Yeah. And there's so many ways to do it. Yes. There are so many ways to do it in football. And no one here's here's one of my pet peeves. Okay. I'm no genius. I'm no football coach. I'm an observer. I've been fortunate enough mm-hmm. to be in the media and all that good stuff, okay? One thing that drives me nuts, and everyone knows who's li- listened to me, the reason I always say a quarterback keep you know sneak mm-hmm. is it's the safest play in football. Yes, but it is. You're you're underneath center, and all you have to do is make that exchange to the quarterback, yep. and then he has to be low enough and follow the blocks. Mm-hmm. It's not rocket science. And all it requires is your offensive line to move bodies. Yep. And it's a safe play, meaning you should get a yard minimum every time you do it. And it, it, you don't, when you hand off the ball, it is a secondary movement. You're getting the ball from the snap from the center. You're turning and handing it off. If you're in shotgun, you then you have to have a good snap back to you, and then hand it off. But there's a lot of, a lot of moving parts here, and you can make a mistake, fumble mm, the ball, yeah. make a handoff. Uh, it's the same with an old pitch out. You know, student body left. Yep. Right, mm-hmm. You know, reason you don't see that often because a lot of co- quarterbacks can't make that good quality nope. pitch. Mm-mm. Or the running back can't handle it. Mm-mm. It's a combination of yep. both because you don't practice it. It's not something that's done anymore. And you go back to the old football of college football when they used to run the the option 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. And what was that? Well, well, it was the same thing, except that you were using a high pitch to the you yep. know, at the last second to get to the edge. Um or a quarterback would see a hole and dive in. And there's mm-hmm. been quarterbacks who've run that very yep. successfully over the years. No one practices it anymore because we're in the spread. Yep. And when you're in the spread, you're in the shotgun. 
The shotgun has limitations as you go for. Yes. The reason you're in shotgun so much nowadays is twofold. A, 99% of the high school play coaches do this, mm-hmm. okay? And B, quarterbacks cannot read defenses. Oh, no. If they're too, uh, underneath center. They don't know how. They've never been taught. They've never been forced mm-hmm. to be underneath center. And when I, was, I can't see that. I have to be back five yards. I have to be back seven yards, whatever the case may be. And that is where coaching matters. I understand that this is football today. I am old school in a certain level that I believe that there are times where you just line up and play football. Yep. And you line up with the eye formation with the quarterback underneath center, a fullback blowing a hole open. Yep. And you're handing it to your tailback and he's doing the job. Or sometimes you're giving it to your fullback on a, yep. on a, on a quick hitter. And there are sometimes where you do the old Don Butchie with the power eye, yep. mm. where you have the triple backs and you're really going after someone. Or you line one up in a in a modified a wing. wing to, yeah, yeah mm. a modified wing. And there's a lot of ways you can do things. And you can spread the entire offense out and put a guy underneath center. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you got four or five defenders, yeah. defense players covering – just in case. I don't think that's golf thing. is that smart. Here's, your, here's the thing. If you're underneath center on third down and one with that, you can legitimately throw the ball on a three-step back yep. drop and, and hit someone on a quick slant or, or throw it out or hit a back or even have a quarterback, an RPO. There's so many things you can do, and you have to be inventive to do it. Unfortunately, today's offensive coordinators – Across the board, very few are that innovative. Oh, yeah. They're they're just bland. And there are legitimate – I've seen years ago, and, I, and I'll say it again, mm-hmm. where you ran the spread and they ran the ball 90% of the time. Yeah. It can be, it can be done. Yes. Uh, it, it, it's not what I say optimal, but it can be done. Um. You have to figure out what works and how you get it done. I'm a big believer in moving players around. Mm-hmm. If I have a Rushton, I want him at the slot. I want him at the tail. I want him at wide out. I want him in the wing. And I'm same with King. Mm-hmm. I want to move these guys around and make a defense react to them. That will get Oliver open. Yeah. Because they have to react to something they don't normally see. Or if they do, they're getting out into a different defensive look and possibly a, di- a bad matchup. Maybe the tight end now has a weaker yep. linebacker on him and he's available. Uh, or the wing player. There's so many things. And today's football coaches, to me, cannot figure this out. No. And it blows my mind away, me as an amateur. But just watched <laughs> a lot of football in his life. Talked to a lot of coaches in his life. Um it just can't, and this goes across the board. You can see this at the NFL. It blows my mind away. Uh, you know, it just shows you how important. I'll say this. Just I and get back to my original mm-hmm. thought about coaching staffs. Do you believe that Bill Belichick is any worse of a coach today, in 2023, than he was in 2016? No. Or in 2012. Mm-mm. Or in 2000. 
1994 when he was with the Cleveland Browns. Nope. I agree. I don't think he is. You know what the difference is in all those years? He had a Hall of Fame quarterback most of those years. Mm -hmm. That's what makes a coach great. Yep. What made Bill Walsh great? Joe Montana. Yep. What made Jimmy Johnson great? Troy Aikman. This just it doesn't change. The formulas don't change. What made Martin Levy great at Buffalo? Jim, Jim Kelly. Kelly. Yep. Yeah, they didn't win a championship, but they went four straight years to a Super Bowl. You want to see great coaching. You put a great you put a quality coach, even a mm-hmm. great coach with a great quarterback. You'll see it. Don Shula. Had Dan Marino. Yep. Why do you think that he was so successful through those years? Yes, you can say he was unsuccessful because they didn't get to the Super Bowl and win one. Only went to one during that career. But Bob Greasy, who was a pretty good quarterback, but a different era, mm-hmm. went to three straight Super Bowls. You know, this is what I'm trying to explain. At the, you come to Youngstown State, and you look at this football program over the last 25 years, you could name four quarterbacks that were good, and those are the most successful yep. years you had. Exactly. You have to identify your quarterback. You have to then define his skill sets, improve on them, and develop the offense around your quarterback. If you have an idea of what you want to do before that guy comes into your program, you're an idiot. And yep. that's across the board. Yep. That is, this is so fundamental in football today. You're only as good as your quarterback. Why do you think the Cleveland Browns decided to let go of Baker Mayfield? Because they honestly believe there were better quarterbacks out there. You can disagree with that thought, and that's fine. But seriously, what has Baker done since he's left Cleveland? He's had a few great games. I'm not going to say he can't have a great game. But do you see necessarily a great team with them? I didn't know he was in the league, so. He's with Tampa. But my, my point is, you have to have a quarterback at all levels of football. At the high school level, I've always said the easiest thing to do is identify the quarterback. Your, yep. Identify your the great best, athletes yep. and then find out who has the best skill set to be a quarterback. And that's your quarterback. Now, once in a while, you'll find a great quarterback mm-hmm. who, who comes through the ranks and it just develops. And that's what they are. They're a quarterback. Mm-hmm. And you've seen them at the high school level. Yep. And they just tear up defenses and they make plays. You know. Wade, when he was at Girard, was yep. that. Mm-hmm. You look at South Range and how successful they've been. What do they, you know. Canfield and Ursuline, too. Yeah, all of them. What is the number one thing you find? They've identified who their quarterback is and how to develop an offense mm-hmm. around them. Now, they may have offensive philosophy, yep. and they do it. And there's nothing wrong you have with your that. Set, you have your set desire. Your set principles. Yes, foundation. Yes. absolutely. Your foundations don't change. However, but you can, you have to have your adapt. Yeah. yeah, and like I said, I think Mitch Davidson is a great story. I truly do. And he's been a, he's and, had a hell of a year. But you're never going to win a Missouri Valley Conference 
with a walk-on nope. quarterback. If it does happen, I'll be the first to say, you know, I was wrong. Yeah. It just doesn't happen. You need, and there's plenty of quarterbacks out there. There really are. You have to go out there and make it a priority every year to try to find someone who could play quarterback. You might end up being a defensive back. It might end up being a mm-hmm. wide receiver later on their journey and in the college ranks. But every year you're going out, and that's just like, you know, and you look at sexual football programs at the NFL, almost every year, every other year, they're bringing in a quarterback to look at. Even if it's a seventh rounder, they're going to take a look. Even if it's a free agent, they're going to take a look. Why? Because you can't ever have enough. It's like foot baseball. There's You never have enough pitching. You never have enough quarterbacks in today's football because of the injury level that quarterbacks go through. And you have to, and, I, and I'll say it again, the reason why YSU is 6-4 and four right now and with the opportunity to be 7-4 and four is because of the quarterback play. Yeah, you've had quarterback play that's been good enough to get you in the playoffs. Well, it's good enough to be a competitive team. That's it. I mean, he is who he is. I'm not going to say he's This gonna... season was torpedoed by a defense that was completely awful. Just yeah, absolutely well... awful from the start. Couldn't stop anybody. It started with Valparaiso, and it just continues since then. Well, it's been that... bad. You're giving up 30 points a game in conference. Defense matters. I'm not going to sit here and tell you defense. Defense keeps you in a ball game. Defense makes your offense not be as successful. Be I successful. can't. Meaning if, this. If you keep, like, for example, let, let's just hypothetically change what happened last Saturday. Mm-hmm. Okay, And this is pure hypothetical. You gave up 34 points in reality. Yep. If you held that team under 24 points and you had an offense that produced, now you're being competitive in the game. Mm-hmm. That's what a defense does. A defense keeps you in a game, gives your yeah. offense an opportunity to score. Look, I'm not. Or sometimes your special teams and defense make special plays and score. And those are huge. We were bad parts. across the board. But to me, this defense this year is the sole reason why well, we're not going to play. Here's, here's the question you have to ask. And this is a big, big question across the board. What is your perspective of this program? What do you want out of it? If you want opportunities to play in the playoffs and championships, because that's what you're going after. Yeah. You're going after first Missouri Valley football championships and then national championships. That's do the you way believe- it's designed. And, and quite honest with you, It's not this football program. It's a blip on the radar nowadays, meaning every five to seven years you may have a great run. Yeah, this program is not, in my opinion, this football program is not capable of winning the Missouri Valley Football Conference. I don't think it's able to win any football conference. Honestly, no. It doesn't matter what conference you're in. I don't think this program, the way it's designed today, can win any conference. And you know what? I don't think they care. Truly, deep down, deep down. Well, if that's if your idea is to compete, meaning to put a team on the field every year, to market it, and to give players an opportunity to earn scholarships and graduate, then, yeah, you're doing your job. Yeah. 
You you, you are. absolutely are. Yeah, you you are. If your idea is to be competitive, to try to win conference championships, and to compete on the national level, then you're not doing your job. And that's, like you said, it's a philosophy within the program, within the university. Yeah, this goes way above Doug Phillips and how bad he's been. Because quite frankly, you and I know before that game kicked off Saturday, he's probably already signed the contract extension. I'd be surprised if he hasn't been offered one. And you know what? Quite frankly, he's not earned it. It's a lot like Jerry Slocum. Yeah. Jerry Slocum was a very it successful is. Division II coach for many years. We are operating and at a Division he, II level yeah. trying to compete in the Missouri Valley Conference. That's We are. Yeah, you know, here's the thing. You do have to make an investment into your program. I'm not going to sit here and say I know how YSU's athletic program is run. I'm talking across the board. Mm-hmm. All the programs and where the 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 money comes from. I know it comes from the students yeah. because they get charged, you know, fees and all that. Mm-hmm. It comes partly from that, and it gets it comes greatly through the football program and the scholarship programs that they have. Um, you know, and we could get more into that later if we knew. You know, someone can truly break that down for us, and we could probably find someone. Mm-hmm. Who can get into all that through the university, or who once was with the university? He can explain it better than I can because yeah. I don't want to go overboard on it. But when you look at this program and where it's headed, or what it's going to achieve, honest to God, you know, four weeks ago I said I'd be surprised if this team won five games. Well, they 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 outperform my expectation. Yeah. But you should not have that low of expectations every year, though. I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm wondering if it will ever matter that they want. You know, the fans want it. I know the fans want it. And let me talk about that real quick. Because yeah. I'm so sick and tired of the fans being attacked. You didn't show up, Sardar. You didn't show up. You got 9,000 people. You got your average for the season. And that's the market size now. Let me say this. That's exactly the market size now. And here's another failure. And you've been a big proponent of it pre-John Vargo. Because after John Vargo's gone, he's done a hell of a job. And he might have the toughest job in the athletic department. Honest to God. Because he probably doesn't have a budget, and he's doing it on just grit. Pre-John Vargo, your your best advertising was a billboard tucked in the corner of the woods with a basketball hoop on it. But the thing that's really infuriating to me you open the newspaper on Friday. Now, mind you, you got a Division One college football team in your backyard. You're bringing the number one team in the country in. How many articles were written about the game? Zero. Zero. There wasn't even a mention of YSU football. Yeah, well, that has a lot to do with the... That's embarrassing. Well, I'm not... Dis- and that's not on the university. No, it's not. I was going to say that's on the on, on the how the newspapers are run. And then we've changed as a society. Look, we can get into that discussion. Not many people buy the newspaper They anymore. don't care. 
quite in frankly, general, in general, I mean, many people don't buy a newspaper anymore. There are those who still do, yes. and it's and yes. it's Abbott, and it's great. Uh, quite honestly, you what you need today is an online presence, a social media presence. Yeah. Where you have an unbiased, and done a good job, an unbiased coverage of YSU sports. Yeah, and I don't know if that'll ever develop. I don't. And that's know the hardest if part. the market's there anymore. Well, I, I agree. It's look in the look end, if you can get nine, ten thousand people for a game. That's a hell of a crowd. I'm not going to disagree with you. I think nine thousand. That's nine a hell of a crowd. Yeah. is where this program and look, should be. People are not going to go, and it took everything inside of me not to call Potesta on Saturday. People are not going to go to the game until that result Saturday is out of their expectations. Because right now, when we bring those kind of teams into the stadium, the South Dakota State, the North Dakota State, Northern well, Iowa, even. You remember the, let me ask you we this. We are not going to draw big until people believe we can compete. That is 100% true. And I'll even go one step farther and test your memory because my memory, mm-hmm. I don't remember games anymore. Okay. I've told you that a million yep. times. I've gone to too many and yeah. covered mm-hmm. too many and just yep. forget them. Mm-hmm. Uh, when was the last time Youngstown State had a huge home win? The last time was 2017. We beat a top five South Dakota State team, 19 to seven. We were six and five that year to end the year. But you'd have to go back, honestly, sans the 2006 and 16 playoff run. Um, yeah. honestly, Tim, the Northern Iowa game in 2006. I believe we beat them here. I think no, we lost them here. But the last time you had this big of a home game was probably Hofstra in 2000. Well, yeah. It's not even... Maybe that's the last big win we had. I don't know. You had Villanova here and you had Hofstra here. Um, the big wins, the, the big games today are conference games. Yeah. Ever since you yep. moved into the Valley, yep. that's where... The big yeah, because you're not bringing the Villanovas in except well, for two years from now. You're not bringing those kind of schools in anymore. Yeah, well, you're just quite honest with you. You have three games at the beginning of the year. Yep. They have their formula. They understand why. We all understand why it's that formula. Yep. All schools basically have that formula. It's money. It makes sense. You have to do it. And you want competitive programs who you should be. And that's what they're looking for. It's no different than Ohio State and Michigan and any other school that you talk about that have the opening games. They bring in schools that they should. They pay a good money. They're going to be a competitive team. Yep. They're going to give it their best, and they're going to get beat. And that's usually what happens. Yep. It is no different for Youngstown State. When Youngstown State goes and brings in their partial scholarships and yep. non-scholarship, mm-hmm. you know, championship teams. The reason they're in here, they're here for the payday. Here for the payday. And, uh, yep. This is their payday. 
they're not going to play the big boys. The big boys they're playing is Youngstown State. Back when Trestle was here, it was used to play Division II schools because that was allowed. And quite honest with you, I'd like to see that reinstated because there's some quality Division II schools. Yes. Within 150 miles, 200 miles of Youngstown, that would be great matchups. Slippery Rock, right. Notre Dame College. Right. You know, again, my whole point is I'd rather see that rule changed in in the FBS versus what we have right now, or the FCS, excuse me, than what we have now. Because I got nothing against Valparaiso. Nope. I got nothing against other Robert school. Morris yeah. or whoever the non-scholarship, partial scholarship team, Dayton, whoever it may be mm-hmm. that you bring in. They're, quali- they're good programs are trying to, to do what they have to do to survive. You know, they're not football programs. They're basketball schools that usually are in that mm-hmm. scenario. They have a football program, but it's not a engine for that athletic department. It's the basketball program is. And this is where you have to make decisions. And I don't, you know, again, are they hamstrung? Probably. Because of the rules, you have to play, you know, within the FCS. All right. If you have to have 12 games in the FCS or, or, you know, a combination of FBS and SCS games, then that's what you have to do. These are the rules. You play within the rules. Would I rather see a more competitive game if they brought in, you know? I love bringing a Villanova the next couple of years. Yeah. Well, these things, this is all part of the uh, way the, the structure is. I, right. I can live with the structure, but you have I'm to fine understand. I'm scheduling structure. you got to understand. What I'm saying is the structure is what the stru- is no different than when I say the schedule is what the schedule will be. The schedule for the football program is always 100% about the conference schedule. Playing in this conference, I am completely okay with playing the one money game and playing the two partial scholarship teams because there's going to be enough games in your conference schedule alone that you should have enough quality wins to get in the playoffs. I'm not disagreeing with you. Right now. That's what it's designed. That's the design. Right the problem now. is this program here cannot win on the road. Nope. And for a long time was just about 500 or below 500 or above 500. At home. At home. Right now. And you can't be that. Right now. And it pains me to say this. This program is basically walking dead. It's mediocre. It's what it is. And it, it is starts a at the program. highest levels up top. Yeah. And until... They change it, and you know what? Honest to God, and I hate to say this, and I'm not going to say it needs to be a job requirement. We've got to get out of this tunnel vision of only looking at Youngstown guys when we interview for head coaching positions. I'm not going to disagree with that. I because you do there are search. there are like you mentioned a ton, a ton of really good football coaches. At the Division Two level. I'll be honest with you. I'll say this right now, and I don't know his availability, and I'm not saying I should even be looking at a head coach because we have one. No, we don't. He sucks. Well, we have one. I'm not saying he's – we have a coach. 
I'm not saying he's good. I'm saying we have an employee yep. coach. Yes. Is there someone out there that I'm interested in? Yes. Yeah, there's two guys I'm interested in. I'm interested in Karras and bringing him back. Yeah, where is he at? Uh, I want to see he's at Toledo or Toledo defensive coordinator. Yeah. yeah. Everything he did at Mount Union and now he's at in the Mac. The reason he took that job in the Mac is to get yeah, a head, head coach coaching job, job yeah. at the next level. I'm interested in two co- three coaches. Yeah. I'm interested in the guy from Grove City. Okay. Yeah. Because he's on a hell of a because yeah, before yeah. he came there, they were nothing. I agree. He built a program. I'm interested in Slippery Rocks coach. They're really good. Yeah. And they got a good offense. And I'm interested in Notre Dame College's old coach who now is at Lenore Ryan, who's now because he saw the talent of Julio McLaughlin. Nobody else did. Yeah. I, he has recruited players to where now, yes, he's that's one player. But in his last year at Notre Dame College, they went to the semifinals. I mean, it's time to get out of this Youngstown guy mentality. You can't tell me. You cannot tell me there are not coaches in this surrounding area. I'm not saying go to Florida or Texas or California. There are coaches in in this surrounding area that would not be interested in this job right now paying what it's paying. Well, absolutely. That's the problem. And look. If they come here for three years and win and take a bigger job, you need a benefactor. thank you, congratulations. This university needs a benefactor. Yes. Like, for and example, that. let me, let me, you know, for example, Jimbo Fisher just got fired. They're How do pay. I get that job? Well, let me just say this. They're paying him $75 million not to coach. To go away. Okay. The university's really not going to pay that. It's no, the, it's a booster. Yep. Okay. If somebody is a benefactor of the university. There's plenty of guys around here that will do that for us. Well, that's what we have to find out. I mean, I, again, I'm not going to point but, I'm not going to point fingers at anybody that I know who is or is not cuz I don't know for sure. All I'm saying is that you're going to need somebody who wants to invest into the football program, who believes that there's a return there for them and their and their uh, association with the university that a winning football program matters. Until that happens, you're going to be mediocre. Yeah. I mean, this is what, this is, I hate accepting mediocre, but I don't think this program can be more than what it is, give or take one more game. No. I think the it very can. best it could be is eight and three, and quite honestly, five and five. You know, it, you know, five and six, six and five, seven and four is where they are at every year. And you look at this at the Valley Conference. That's what fifth place, yeah, sixth place, yep, every year because all the Dakotas are ahead of you. Yep, Northern Iowa's ahead of you. And probably Southern Illinois. And Illinois State, too, sometimes. So you're battling with Illinois State, Indiana State, and a few others for those 
little and perps here's what they're going to good field. And here's the excuse you're going to get from those powers that be. Well, we play in the toughest conference in the FCS. You do. Sooner or later, you got to start being competitive. Sooner or later, you got to start being competitive or get the hell out. Get out. Yeah, well, here's the thing. Get out. I, I'm not. There's probably, and I, and I don't know this. I, I'm going to be honest with you here. It's probably best that they stay in for financially. Yes, financially, yes. And that's what it matters. Anthony. Honestly, though. Anthony, that's what matters. Financially, right now, it's probably best to stay where they're at. However, Here's the thing. Here's they're the probably thing. better suited off being Division II athletic department. Well, if there was regulation, you know, that would be something that would be interesting. Um, not many schools go down. No. Um, Idaho State has, Idaho has... But not many schools go down. No, many, not many at all. Uh, I don't know that for a fact. I would have to do more research on that. I think they're actually right where they need to be. They just need to make a commitment to the program. Uh, here, look. In the end, you look at geographically where Youngstown State sits. Yeah. Okay. Smack in the middle of Mac territory. Mm-hmm. Smack in the middle of, uh, you know, uh, Western you're, Pennsylvania. You're almost better suited in the Northeast Conference. Yeah, but but here's but, the thing: I don't think you can win that conference either. Probably not. So what's the difference? You might as well stay where you're at, yeah. and 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 maybe have financial benefits from that. Versus, yeah, okay. These are the things, uh, you know, we can talk about being competitive. But truth of the matter is, I don't necessarily think they were, they, they, Let's be, take a- yeah, they win in those conferences, neither. So stay where you're at. I know it's difficult. I'm not going to sit here and say it's not difficult. Obviously, it's a very competitive conference. You've been in it for 25 years, basically. Let's recognize the fact. Actually, it's been about 30 years, but almost 30 years, about 25 years. I think about 97, I think the years they joined. Yeah, I think 97 was the first year. Yeah. yeah, so. The Northeast Conference in football, Tim, Duquesne, Merrimack, LIU, Stonehill, St. Francis, Wagner, Sacred Heart, Central Connecticut. Right now, Duquesne is 5-1 and one in the NEC, 6-4 and four overall. Well, okay. Let me let me. But that might be a partial scholarship league, though. Right. It, I believe it is. And what I was going to say is, when you look at that league, name all those schools again for me. One at a time. Duquesne basketball school. Mary Mack. It's their second year in Division One. Basketball school. One now it just froze on me. LIU. Nobody school. Yeah, I won't say they're basketball. Sacred Heart. Basketball school. Wagner. Basketball school. Central Connecticut State. I won't say they are a basketball school because I don't know. Uh, it froze me. I don't. It doesn't matter. But you know what I'm saying? That yep. conference is primarily a basketball conference. Yep. That plays football. Yep. Because I think <laughs> Robert Morris might be in that conference. In... No, they're not. They're in Horizon League for basketball. Right. Football, they're something League, yeah. else. But my point is, 
how can I say this? Youngstown's not a basketball school. No, they're not. I mean, they could become one, and we'll see if they could, you know, become that program. Matter of fact, they're playing tonight. Up 48-32 by right now at oh, half Good, time. good, because they need Against a, Ohio Christian. You know, not to change the subject, but real quick about the basketball program. I mean, they went down to Louisiana and went up to Michigan. Yep. Uh, played the Raging Cajuns, played. That team you know, up north. The, yeah, yeah, that yeah. team up north. And enough said. Um, competitive down in, in Louisiana. Louisiana. Not competitive in Arizona. Yeah, well, again, not surprising. But I, I think the travel had a lot to do with that, too. Right now, getting back to the football program, do you think they win Saturday? I don't know. I haven't even given. Murray I, State's terrible. I think they're awful. Honestly, I'm not sure they win that. I game. don't think they. I I think. It, I think it's a gut check. It's a gut would check. Would it surprise you? Would it surprise you if they got blown out? No, me, me either. Honestly, well, here's I'm thing. more here's, expecting to lose that game. Well, yeah. Here's the thing. After that, after last week, right? Yeah. Because of the performance, you what do you had have to like, play for? You know, this is what this is. You're going to find out what the coaching staff is really made of, because you got to you got to put behind the most deflating, disappointing yeah. effort you've ever seen on the football yep. field in his his in his uh But he's tenure. had a lot. Well yeah, but there's But that the was, mo- yeah. that was the most important game yep. he's had as a head coach. Yep. And he failed. Yeah. <laughs> there's no way to say it otherwise. It was the most important game he had as a head coach. And here's the messed up thing, Tim. Everything you needed to happen Saturday Outside of you winning the game, happened. Happened. Yeah. So much so, if you were just competitive, yeah, just competitive. We talked about this. You probably would be hosting a six o'clock game next Saturday night. It's very possible. But instead, we have these bozos who should be coaching at. If you go out and let's hypothetically say they go out and win a quality game tomorrow or Saturday. Um, Wait, today's not Friday? Yeah, it's not oh, Friday. Damn. Shock. Kind of wish it was. Cause, I do too. Uh, I'm looking forward to Saturday. I'm I am to too. Day. I'm going to Notre Dame. I got tickets in 6A at Ohio Stadium. Oh, there you go. So I'm, I'm, going, I'm going to touchdown Jesus for the first time. Wake Forest will give them a game. I think you're right. I think it's going to be an interesting And game. honestly, I hope they beat them so Marcus Freeman can I, I digress. Uh, we can get Marcus Freeman here in Youngster. No. Marcus Freeman was less qualified to coach Notre Dame than Doug Phillips was to coach Youngstown State. I'm not going to say you're wrong. Marcus Freeman should be coaching at Ball State. Marcus Freeman got that job purely as a recruited by the players. Yeah. Yep. I mean, Notre Dame doesn't make decisions like that often. I'm going to say this, and I don't want to upset anybody. No, I don't think you will. Marcus Freeman was hired because the players loved him and the university wanted a black coach again. Because they haven't had one since Ty Willingham 20 years ago. They wanted to I take don't that. Know. I, I won't say you're incorrect or correct. He's not qualified to be coaching Division One because the guy who's a defensive coordinator comes in and he sucks his first year in the Brian Kelly. And say what you want about Brian Kelly. He's a bad person, but I would take Brian Kelly all day long. Well, oh, Brian Kelly is, I mean. A bum. I will say this about Brian Kelly. 
you get what you pay for. Yeah. You want a competitive football program, you'll get You're it. You're going to get that. Uh, will he actually win the very biggest games? Probably not. No, but he'll get you there. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, at Notre Dame, you, you take important. that and run. It's important. I mean, he had a, he had the longest stay as a head coach yep. at Notre Dame ever. Yep. yep. And, you know, he didn't win a championship during that time. I mean, granted, there's no championships to be won. They will never win an after championship in their life. I don't think they. I don't think it's in the DNA. But honestly, anymore. I agree with you there. But give me ten and two, eleven and one, and beat SC every year. I'm fine. Let's go. Yeah. Well, the best thing that's going to happen in Notre Dame is the expanded playoffs. Yeah, and they'll host a playoff game. Well, and, uh, and they uh, might win a game. And yeah, well, they'll they'll be competitive in that yeah. level. Yeah. Okay. They'll they'll be in bowl games and they'll be making their share of their money that they need to make. Um. Yeah, no. Notre Dame is at a, and they've made this decision thirty years, twenty five years ago, that they want to be as competitive as possible in football, but winning championships are not as important as and fine. they were fine. in the seventies and eighties. Yes, and absolutely. Then, and, and then that's just the truth. And fine, that's fine. Yeah, I'm just being you know realistic. Yeah. But right now. This guy sucks. Oh, yeah. I, how can you say anything less? I, I'm not going to disagree with you that it was the most surprise hiring I thought was going to I understood why. I understood why you did it. I understood. The time exactly. frame was bad. Right. Yeah. And I think it was a very, very much a, you know, when they, when Brian Kelly left the way he left. Yeah. It, Exactly. They needed someone for a bowl game. That rallied the team and rah-rah, yeah. Yeah. And when that happened, it became an opportunity. Yep. And I don't blame him for taking advantage of an opportunity. Again, all coaches, including including Phillips, you can never blame them. No, absolutely not. You can never blame them for taking the job. Doug Phillips, after he is eventually let go by YSU, whenever that may be, he will never be a head coach at a, a Division One football program again. Yeah, well, other than Pelini, I don't think there is a head coach at, at YSU football that's ever has been. And I'm saying Pelini will be. Mm-hmm. But I think Pelini is the only one that can get another head coaching job. I think Eric Wolford can. I don't think he wants it. I don't think he does either, but I think he's content yeah. being – an offensive line coach in the SEC. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, he may. He may He's done a hell of a job with Alabama's offensive line this oh, year. He, he deserves an opportunity to be a head coach again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Haycock never got another shot. I don't think he wanted it, though. Well, needless to say, he never. Yeah. And I don't know if Wolfer wants it or not. Right now, why? Um, but, again, not many go on for another head coaching job from Youngstown State. Uh, it just doesn't happen often. Uh, we'll see. I I just you know when I look at this this program, the frustration is coming to acceptance of mediocrity. Yes, and we have to accept that this football program will probably never be anything better than seven to four. Yeah, I don't think it can be. I really don't think it can be. I think there's blimps on the radar where they can get hot at the right time of the year and make a run like they did in 2016. Once every 10 years. Yeah. That's I, where we're at right yeah. now. If you get enough players, the right coaching, 
get a couple big Blake breaks in ball games, you you can win. Because you were six years in between playoff appearances from 2000 to 2006. Yeah. And then from 06 to 2016, you're 10 years, and now you're going on seven years. Yeah. I mean, it's there's there's no way to look at it other than saying that this program is a mediocre. This program right now is the walking dead. Yeah. 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 Walking dead is a good way to put it. It It's non-competitive. It's a – and I, I, I'm not going to say it because it's not a good analogy. I don't want to say it. But right under the walking dead. Yeah. Well – they're doing just enough to get by. Here's a question. This is a difficult question to answer in my eyes. Okay. Do you really believe this team, the way it's constituted, could be better than what they are? I do, yes. Okay. I think there is enough talent... See, I don't. In the defensive secondary, that I don't you can be better than what you are. I see. I don't. No, but I'm team. not saying. Well, like, here's my point. I think you're eight and three is probably think, the best you can be. Right. Right. I agree, and that's you know obviously, you know. So better. You let's yeah. let's face it this way: you have to win your close games, and they don't do that. No, they don't. That's why they're mediocre. You have to have an upset along the way that you achieve. And usually an upset happens on the road. Yeah. For the most part, other than a few years, a few blimps on the radar, as I like to say, they're not competitive on the road. No, oh no. Throughout the years. I mean... You have to go back to the Trestle years. To be and the only games they're competitive on the road in is the head-scratching losses against the Indiana State or Western Illinois on the road. Yeah, yeah, the head-scratchers. You're right. And those are the games you don't want to be competitive. No. <laughs> Honest to God, Saturday should not be competitive. No. They should blow Murray State out of the water. Yeah. And the, but Murray's... honestly, I fully expect to lose that football game by 10-plus points. I hope not. I want them to finish. I the don't season. either. I want. I know you don't. I said I want to see them finish the season strong uh, on a good note. Uh, I want them to win every game. I, I would like, you know, obviously, I think they'll try to sell the idea that they're a playoff bound team. Um, if they are, it's purely because no team. one else sees the opportunity. Yep. And you're going to come in at twenty three or twenty four, and you'll probably win a first round game. After, yeah, they'll probably get one because they'll buy it. Exactly. The okay, there's a big difference. The, the bidding process yeah. is really big in one double football. Yeah, it's a big difference between earning it and. Oh, they have not earned the yeah, first round home yeah, game yeah, at all. Yeah, yeah. Well, but, but yeah. And we'll see what happens. Uh, but they have to win Saturday. We'll see if that can They're happen. They're not winning Saturday. I, hate I, to I think it's very difficult to bounce back after a loss. I do like too. That. I just do. Uh, we're gonna find out the character of the team. That's for sure. Yeah, we'll see. This the is a character. Care. This is a character-driven game. Yeah, this is bigger than a program game. This is about your pride. This is a character game. Yeah, this is about all the seniors on this club. This is about the leadership yep. of you know of Dougie. Uh, well, yeah, the entire the entire program. This is a gut check. I mean, it's not. Last week was a failure because you couldn't match. 
the intensity. You can't, ma- you can't match the big boys. No. All right? You are who you are. I've always said that. Your record is what you yep. earned. There's always a few plays in every game you can talk about if and when and if I could. If this happened, that would have happened. You can make all the scenarios in the world. In the end, you earn every win. You earn every, every loss. loss. Yep. I don't care where you're playing. You can talk about the Cleveland Browns. I'm going to just bring them yep. up real quick as comparison. They won Sunday because they earned it. Yeah, and that was a hell of a win for them, by the way. They earned that win. They also earned that loss to Pittsburgh. You know, in week two. That was a winnable game. Yep. But they did everything they could to lose it. And they earned that loss. And they earned that loss two weeks ago. Yep. And that's what I'm talking about. You are exactly what you put out. Yes, enjoy wins. Mm-hmm. But have perspective of what you do. You know, perspective is the toughest thing to have in sports because we all, every single one of us, love our teams Mm -hmm. and want to see them succeed. Having perspective, understanding what they can and cannot achieve is the hardest thing to accept. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying you shouldn't have goals of being a playoff-bound team and to compete for national titles. Those are perfectly legitimate goals. Yep. But for me, the way I read YSU, Mm -hmm. in order for them to be playoff-bound and compete for national titles, first thing you have to do is compete for the Missouri Valley Football Conference title. Yep. If you can't compete there, you're not not going to get – opportunities because other schools will get those opportunities because you didn't do it within your own conference. Yep. And that's the way it works. And that's just like in the NFL. When you miss the playoffs, guess what? You miss the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You're not good enough. Yep. It's not if and why and oh, they hate us. Yep. You yep. weren't exactly. good enough. Just like I... There's no excuse with it being 2014 if you can't make the playoffs. The Cleveland Guardians this year, God bless them. They had all the injuries in the world. And I could talk about all the setbacks that they had. Guess what? They just weren't good enough to nope. be a playoff team. Nope. In 2022, they were. Mm-hmm. They made the plays. They were healthy. They were able to, you know, to win games late. Just not enough of that formula was in 2023. And this is where you're at. Now, we get a brand new <coughs> coaching staff, a new head uh, manager. We'll see exactly what happens with the Guardians going forward. And by the way, you know, I, I happened to get on my phone on Facebook and Cleveland.com came mm-hmm. up and I had a picture of, of Matt Williams. Yeah. And they said, former Indian, da, 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 da. and all of a sudden I'm just like, Matt Williams is coming back to Cleveland to be a heck, you know, one of yeah. the coaches. And underneath this is goes is going to the Giants. Yeah, I'm like, huh. I, I for a, just a split second, I said, man, what a great hire. I think every what a great hire because they said third base coach. I said, oh, what a great yep. hire. I'm, you know, I think former every, manager, you know, mm-hmm. 
a guy who who knows Cleveland. He only played one year, but it was a great year in '97, and you know, uh, you know, mm-hmm. a monumental year for the for the organization. And I was thinking, oh man, he's coming to Cleveland again. And then I read he's going to the Giants. I think I every coach is back except for Hale and Sarbaugh. Hale Sarbaugh, the, the, the uh, replay quarterback Bill, Barnett, yeah, in the in the bullpen coach, yeah. So yeah, they got some moves to make. I mean, there, I think there'll still be more. Um, we'll see, but yeah, I expect to change. Anytime you change manager, you expect change. Uh, exactly who will be where and what will happen. That will be determined in the next few weeks. We'll find out. You know, um, uh, Hale went to Toronto where he was mm-hmm. at before, so not surprised. That's usually what happens with a lot of managers yep. or coaches. They have a their network and people who trust them and believe in them mm-hmm. and bring them back, just like you know the Guardians have done with many uh, coaches over the years. So mm-hmm. we'll be seeing you know what changes they make and how it goes, but. Yeah, uh, it was one of those things. I read that. And I was like, "Oh man, you—that's a great." Yeah, uh, I was so uh, for. I'm going to say, you know, just for a moment or two, I'm like, "What a great announcement! They're going to bring Matt Williams back." You know, guy with with managerial experience, mm-hmm. going to be like the third base coach yep. or something. Nope. Maybe dugout coach. Uh, I'm like, oh shoot. And I was like, oh, I'm happy for Matt Williams. I, I'm a big Matt Williams fan. Always was, even when he was with the Giants yeah. years ago. So him going home to the Giants makes a lot of sense. So, um, but yeah, when he was the manager of the uh, Washington Nationals, I was, I was, I always thought Matt Williams would make a great manager. And he, you know, they won a division, I believe, that yep. year. Uh, the following year, they had injuries and didn't do mm-hmm. as well. And of course, in Washington, they go through managers like uh, oh, and Water. Yep. So. Um, not a surprise there. They had that revolving door going along and along and along. <laughs> so, uh, hey, they even got rid of Dusty Baker. Yes, they did. <laughs> Best thing ever happened to him because he ended up in in, uh, in Houston. Houston, yep. And uh, he finally won his World Series. But I digress. Uh, yeah, uh, God, we talk a lot about the, the, the Penguins here the last couple of weeks and it's a it's a long football season, and when it ends heartbreakingly, yep. uh, sad. It's it, just it, frustrating it, because yeah, because you, you had high hopes. hopes. You had high hopes. You had high hopes, and you, but you see how far away you are. You so. are. That's the thing. 35, 34 to nothing tells you how far you're. Away. Oh, you're far. Yeah, there's no. If it was thirty-four twenty. Yeah, you with you're you're competitive in the fourth quarter, and they yep. beat you up, which has happened in the yeah. past. When some of the big teams have come to standoff, um, but this was just uh, a domination. Yeah, that game was over at halftime. Yeah, and it was yeah, it was over in yeah. Well, after seventeen yeah. nothing, it was yeah, over. Yeah, when that touchdown got called back, I knew any yep. chance of success and competitiveness would went away. And then to add insult to injury is. You couldn't move the ball after that, and you try a field goal and it gets blocked, and yeah, then they get a, the ball back that was and a they gut punch. Yep, yeah, it was just it was a heartbreaking scenario. Uh, pretty much sums up the the Phillips era so far. A lot, yeah, just a comedy of errors. Yeah, just unfortunate reality is 
I hate saying they're mediocre, but that's exactly what they, they are. are. They're the Walking Dead. Right it's now. like me when back when I was a kid, being an Indians fan. You knew they were terrible. You knew the best they could be is five hundred. Yeah, but you loved them anyways. Yeah, and I love the Penguins, but the truth of the matter is, I think the best they could be is seven wins a year. Yep. Under the current leadership and the current desire yep. and how it gets done, I. I just don't see that it factor in this program. No. Um, it's not there. No. No, it hasn't been there. Um, like I said, we've had a few opportunities over the last few years, and, and you know, it is what it is. But I I don't know where else to go on this. Uh, we're going in circles. This It reminds me of the basketball program. Mm-hmm. I think Doug Phillips is Jerry Slocum. He could be here as long as he wants. Yeah, as long as he's not doing anything stupid, yeah, he's yeah. fine. Until we get 3,000 people showing up at the football games, and then they have to make a change. Yep. Because the economics tell them they have to. Yep. And that's what basically happened with the basketball program. When they got about six, 700 people showing up at games, that's when they said, hey, this got to change. This got to change, yeah. Yeah, and they did. And we'll see, you know, obviously, under the new era in basketball mm-hmm. where it goes. And, uh, Got a lot, hope you know, like they were winning tonight. So, I mean, these are next four games they should win. Yeah. And we'll see when they get into the Horizon Conference where they're at. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I love basketball, so let's, let's hope for the best, you know. Um, real quick, uh, the WPIL playoffs are going on. Uh, we lost three out of the four teams last week. Mohawks, the only one left. They play on Friday night against Still Valley. Mm-hmm. You can hear that game on lcsportsnet.com. Uh, if you want to watch that game, it's behind a paywall uh, with the NFHS network. Costs you like ten bucks. Uh, it's available. We'll probably we'll be producing it, so you know the high quality you're mm-hmm. going to get. And uh, that's about what's going on there. Talking about a young man who uh, has a huge future in front of him. Um, I believe he's only a junior, too. He's a four-star athlete, meaning mm-hmm. four different yep. sports. Football, baseball, basketball, and golf. Uh, Jay Run is a lot of fun to watch at quarterback. He's he's the real deal. Um is he perp? Is he? I don't know if he's YSU qualified. Okay. Yeah. I don't think he's quite that. Yeah. You know that level, but at the high school level, he's fun he's to good. watch. He could possibly, if he wanted to go football, go probably smaller college. I think golf or baseball is mm-hmm. in his future. Personally, that's my gut feeling. I haven't talked to the young man, but that's my gut feeling. But uh, yeah, if you had a chance to watch Mohawk. Um, Either find them on YouTube or on the game we've done, or uh, if you want to watch the game, it won't cost you a lot. Go to the NF NFHS uh, website, and you can get it through there. I'm sure we'll have a link on the lcsportsnet.com if you want to buy it that way. Um, yeah, it'll be well worth it. They're playing Steel Valley, the number one seed in the uh, Class A, so uh, it should be... Should be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to this. Uh, it's going to be a, a really. I think we're going to put on a great, great show for those who are going to, you know, make the investment and watch it. If you're going to listen to it, it's going to be free on the mm-hmm. website. So enjoy it. 
Uh, you'll get a great radio broadcast. Uh, I think we're going to have a whole crew there, so uh, I probably won't be doing play-by-play. I'll be either color commentary mm-hmm. or I mean, I'll even go down on the field. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, hell, I might even go behind the camera if they, there you uh, go. If they yeah. need me to. So, it's just it's a lot of fun this time of year. So, uh, best of luck to the Warriors of Mohawk. There's no question about it. First time ever in the semifinals. So, if they can win Friday, they will play at Akershire Stadium uh, the following Friday. Right after Thanksgiving. Good. So, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Because yeah, we probably won't be back. That's next right. Week. Yeah, it's coming back. It's coming next Thursday. Yeah. Maybe we'll get one in before Thursday. Yeah. Yeah, we'll try. On this Monday edition of yeah. the radio, we need MVP. to get it off our chest. Yeah. Oh. Uh, you know what? I I, I got to say this real quick. I did pick up a new chair this week. I saw that's a nice chair. Yeah, I got it off of. Uh, that's a gorgeous chair. I got it uh, used off of a uh, Facebook uh, Marketplace for a few dollars. Couldn't pass it up right now. No, here. that's a nice chair. Yeah. I wanted something. Uh, I I have my nephews that come over. And our room, uh, my room where we're broadcasting, it's it's, it's small. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got five quality seats in yeah. here. Well, when I have my f- nephews and my uh, brother-in-law and sis- sister over, uh, we need six or seven. Yeah. So I was teasing. My, the youngest one is now the basketball player, and he's yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, Logan and I was teasing him for the last few months. I says, I got to get you a new chair because yeah. he always brings one in from the kitchen. Yeah, you know? I says, there it is. I go, yeah. I so it's Ohio State. His his dad's a Michigan fan. Oh God! But I it was a deal years ago that he had to be an Ohio State fan. So we're gonna uh, I'm gonna get him a new uh, new hoodie uh, here soon to go with his new chair. Yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah. Make matters worth just just show you how family is. Not only is he a a team up north fan, right? He's a Steelers fan. He's a Steelers fan. Well, that's like the ultimate gut punch for you, isn't it? I, I know. How I let him into the family, I do not know. I must love my sister. Well, Jim Harbaugh <laughs> says Harbaugh <laughs> says that Michigan should be America's team because everybody loves a good underdog story. Well, you know, if you want to win a national title once every century, that's probably true. Yeah. When's the last time they won the outright national championship? 1960-something? I think they've only won two in their career, in a lifetime. Because 97, they split. 97, they split, and what was it? When did they win? 60-something. They're like one and a half championships, if you call it that way. I don't know. They don't win them often. Well, they ain't going to win it this year. (laughs) Looking forward to that game in two weeks. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, I have a friend of mine who's a huge Michigan fan who went to the Penn State game real quick. The running back that had the big game. Yeah. Quorum, came running yeah. over to him, and he, he gave him his phone, and he took a selfie with him. Really? Yeah, in his stance. You got to see it. It's, it's really it's, – it's phenomenal. It's, I mean, as a sports fan, yeah. pitcher, it's, it's, a, it's a great pitcher. So. Well, beating James Franklin is not much of a feather in your cap. Uh, talk about mediocrity. Whew. Yeah. Youngstown State and Penn State, mediocrity. You aren't kidding. That's exactly what they are. Yep. They'll, until you beat the big boys, you're stuck in mediocrity. And he's not competitive against them. I guess that's the title of this uh, podcast. I was going to say perspective. No. But uh, stuck in mediocrity. Stuck in mediocrity, yep. Yep. All right. That's us. It's stuck in mediocrity. It's not Anthony or Tim. At least that's what we think. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to Radio MVP. For Anthony, I am Tim. Remember to tell your family, friends, and enemies about Radio MVP. Have a great night, everyone.